with quantitative angiography, you know, black and white, that reversal of heart disease with diet and lifestyle changes, uh, no drugs, no surgery, uh, you know, arteries opening up. Uh, this was, I mean, we'd known it. If the cure to our number one killer, both men and women, can just be like gathering dust in some, you know, basement of some medical library somewhere, what you hear is you only say, yeah, I'm uh, a plant-based diet can reverse diabetes. They say, well, it's just because of weight loss, right? Um, you can reverse diabetes with bariatric surgery. No changes in diet other than the constraints of bariatric surgery. Hello, I'm Dr. Nick Delgado with Simply Healthy TV. I'm with Dr. Michael Greger. Dr. Greger, you went to Cornell University, uh, Tufts University. Uh, medical uh, school, and what caught my attention was a very compelling story mm. that probably brought you into this whole industry. It had to do with your grandmother. Tell me about that story. Yeah, I, you know, I think the spark for you know, kids who want to become a doctor when they grow up is watching a grandparent get sick or even die, but for me, is watching my grandma get better. She uh, diagnosed with end-stage heart disease, already had so many, you know, open-heart surgeries, you just kind of run out of plumbing at some point, gets all scarred up, um, that there's nothing more that modern medicine could offer. So they, you know, sent her home to die, confined in a wheelchair, crushing chest pain. Um, so she was diagnosed with uh, terminal heart disease, age 65. I was, I was just a kid that's back common, then. Right? Yeah, I know, no, absolutely. Um, so her life was over. And then she saw on 60 Minutes, she saw this, this thing about Nathan Pritikin, this the kind of lifestyle medicine pioneer who's opening this clinic in California, claimed to reverse heart disease with diet and lifestyle. That was in the late 70s. Yeah, that was in the 70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, somehow she made the cross country trek from Florida's, and uh, and it's actually featured in his biography as as one of his first patients. Um, uh, it talks about Francis Greger, um, who uh, is described as um, a death's door person. Yeah. You know, so many people he got were people just you know there's no other option for them, um, and they wheeled her in. And she walked out. In fact, after a few weeks, she was walking 10 miles a day. She went on to live another 31 years on this planet until age 96 with her enjoying her six grandkids, including me. And so that's what inspired me to, to go into medicine um, and to practice the kind of medicine I am now. And so by you know 1990, July, Lancet, Lifestyle Heart Trial, Dr. Dean Ornish, when he showed with quantitative angiography, you know, black and white, that reversal of heart disease with diet and lifestyle changes, uh, no drugs, no surgery, uh, you know, arteries opening up. Uh, this was, I mean, we'd known it in our own family, right? But here it was in the most prestigious medical journal on the planet, published black and white. Um, and uh, so you just expected this was going to be the revolution. Heart disease is over, but yet... It disappeared. It got buried. Like a lot of doctors don't even know about it. Not even taught in medical school. And so I was like, "Wait a second. If the cure to our number one killer, both men and women, can just be like gathering dust in some you know basement of some medical library somewhere, what else is there in the medical literature?" that's been buried, hidden, didn't have a corporate budget to drive its promotion. The reason we hear about new drugs, surgery techniques, is because there's a, they put out a press release. They got money, right? They got vested interest in getting the word out. New study comes out saying broccoli is good. Where are you going to hear about it, 
There's no ads on TV for sweet potatoes, and there's a reason because you just don't get that markup with healthy foods. You can't, you know. So, and so that that really, so that's what started. So you know, I went to medicine because my grandma, but it was it was kind of the Ornish experience and seeing the this this research being kind of buried that led me to my work at nutritionfacts.org to to kind of bring that mountain of science. It's already been done. Right? We have all the studies. It's just translating that into the general public and you know, getting it out there. Um, and so I actually gave up my clinical practice, got over a decade now, um, so I could you know, kind of practice medicine on a grander scale um, and you know, talk to the medical students, give grant rounds, go around the country, and really put this information out there so we can have another tool to... Um, not only safer, cheaper, but can be more effective for the treatment of chronic diseases, the power of diet. Um, and so that's really been my kind of mission for the last couple of years. Dr. Greger, as you know, I, I was fortunate in that I worked with Nathan Pritikin on a daily basis since 1978, uh, 79 and 80. So I would go with him at his lectures and after, like when they line up to speak to uh-huh, you, uh-huh. I would listen to the questions and answers. I would go with him at the Longevity Center while he coached and counseled each client Mm. that walked up. And as you know, he was not a medical doctor. He was an engineer, Engineer. scientist, 14 uh, patents. I mean, he was a genius. And he would tell them about their lab results. Of course, he had a medical doctor standing next to him because he couldn't really talk about nutrition. But he knew so much. And I watched him debate other doctors, including the Atkins debate. And it it was just so thrilling. And I was all of 23 years years old. And I think back, and Nathan leaned forward, and I said, I said, Nathan, you know there's a cure for heart disease. There's a cure for diabetes. How come you haven't gone after cancer? You mm. know the mm. solution to cancer, to most cancers. And he said, right now, it's too politically tough mm. to, to yeah. tackle that. Right. But you've written a book, How Not to Die, yeah. 600 pages. Now, let's face it. Dean Ornish, John McDougall, um, Caldwell Esselstyn, um, T. Colin Campbell were all directly or indirectly influenced by Nathan Pritikin. Yeah, sure. And Nathan Pritikin, his mentor, was Lester Morrison. Mm, mm. So we have this this opportunity, and now you're a great mentor. Mm. What's in your book? Your talk today was fabulous. Uh, Give me you. some highlights so the audience yeah, yeah, yeah. can so, in and, yeah. and know more about your work. So, you know, on nutritionfacts.org, uh, you know, everything's free, nonprofit, no ads, no corporate sponsorships. You know, strictly non-commercial, not selling anything. Um, uh, over a thousand videos on every conceivable nutrition topic, but the, that's I've great. Most of them. But the problem is, it's just overwhelming to people, right? There's just the the breadth is such that they don't even know where to start. So every year, I do an annual kind of review of the literature. Like yeah. this is the this is the highlights, the most impressive, the most groundbreaking, the most practical, interesting findings. Um, and so for the last four years. You know, I cover. So this is my kind of 2015 talk, um, "Food as Medicine," where um, I go through kind of the list of. Let's just go through the list of the top ten um, kind of most dreaded diseases. Like they do a you know a Gallup survey. What are you scared of? People are scared of cancer. People are scared. You can go down the list. All right. Well, if this is what people are you're scared about, let's see what the role diet can play in preventing treating and even reversing some of these diseases. So I just go down the list and, uh, and highlight some of the, the latest studies. So, for example, in the cancer, which I start out the talk with, 
Um, you know, there's this remarkable study in cell metabolism suggesting that uh, men and women in middle age eating the most animal protein, not just meat, but you know, egg white dairy protein, had four times uh, would go on to have four times the cancer mortality, right? And it's so funny. You're including fish and chicken with meat. Oh, absolutely. Think of red meat yeah, no, 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 no. Pork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're no, throwing all fish and white shellfish. Meat, it's all right, right. All sources of animal protein, animal derived protein, um, added up. Um, those had the most had this four times now four times cancer mortality, not getting cancer, but dying from cancer. That's kind of on the same level as the cancer risk attributable to cigarette smoking. Right, and so it's, fun, it's funny. The, I mean, the university, when they sent out uh, their press release about the study, they had this memorable opening line: "That chicken wing in your hand may be just as deadly as a cigarette." And what they're saying is those kind of odds. Um, but it wasn't just cancer mortality. They, uh, those eating the most uh, animal protein, had uh, lived significantly shorter lives and 73 times the risk of dying from diabetes. That's extraordinary. Um, but, I mean, have you heard, why wasn't this study making headlines? I mean, so, I mean, it's, it's important to just, let's look at the study, let's see what they did. Um, and so that was kind of, that was one of the highlights of the year. But, you know, a lot of the remarkable uh, kind of groundbreaking research was done decades ago, right? Like some of the Pritikin research. So there's this diabetes studies, right, back in the, in the 70s. Um, that answered the question, you know, with this reversal of diabetes, the, what you hear is you, when you say, yeah, um, uh, a plant-based diet can reverse diabetes, they say, well, it's just because of weight loss, right? Um, you can reverse diabetes with bariatric surgery, no changes in diet other than the constraints of bariatric surgery. You do bariatric surgery, you can re- with massive weight loss, you lose 100 pounds, you can reverse diabetes. So they say, oh, plant-based diet, well, they're eating lots of you know, fruits and vegetables, they're losing weight. That's, it's no direct effect, it's an indirect benefit. And so, but the study that put that, that, to, that myth to rest was done in the 1970s, where they took people were able to reverse diabetes 16 days and force them to eat enough healthy food that they actually maintained their weight, which is not easy. You got to eat a lot of food, healthy food, if you want. Right? A lot of all this. It was a whole food, plant based diet. 16 days. No oil added, or were they... No, no, there, so there was no oil. So there was... So was uh, they, no oil, uh, oil, no coconut oil. Right, this is eliminating junk food, and and all these processed junk. junk. Absolutely. Oils are processed, right. like sugar's yeah. processed. Right, right. So, I mean, what's the definition of a junk food? Is lots of calories, very little nutrition. So you get this huge caloric load for very little nutrition. And so, I mean, so we're talking about, right, all the oils, the table sugar, high fructose corn syrup. You're just not getting anything for this bang for your caloric buck. Um, and so... Healthy enough diet, no weight loss, got these dramatic reversals in diabetes. So they so, proved it wasn't weight loss. It wasn't it weight was loss. The components it was the food, right? It, was it always was the healthy. food. It was the food and the remarkable speed. So two weeks later, you can take someone who's been diabetic for 20 years and then off of all insulin in two weeks, a healthy enough diet. You have these people, lower blood sugars on 32 units, less insulin, off insulin altogether. Why? Because they're eating healthy. I mean, that, and look, diabetes is an epidemic, type 2 diabetes, and it can, we can stop it, we can reverse it, we can even reverse some of its complications like uh, diabetic retinopathy and, um, and neuropathy. Amputated is, limbs, stroke. It is, I mean, I, I, it's amazing, but the, again, this research has been decades, we've known about this decades, but did I learn in medical school? No. 
I mean, so it's just, it's, it's, it's outrageous that this information has just been kind of buried and lost, and we just need to kind of resurrect it, get it out there, and give doctors the tools um, to help people get better. And look, when we're talking about a simple, safe, side effect free solution like eat healthier, you don't need a doctor to tell you, right? I mean, you know, if you're like, uh, if you're like uh, someone in the 50s, a smoker in the 50s, and your doctor's smoking, you don't have to wait till your doctor stops smoking and or tells you to, or to, 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 no, you could be like, look, I'm intelligent enough. I can look at the, you know, balance of evidence, say, look, the smoking thing, there's good data suggesting it's not good for me. I don't have to wait for my doctor to figure it out. This is life or death. I'm going to stop smoking, right? You don't need a doctor to tell you to stop smoking. You just stop, you know, same thing with healthy diets. You don't need a doctor to tell you. You can improve the health of yourself and your family with this powerful information, although it's great to get the docs on board. The glycemic index. Many doctors, when they counsel their patients, they're confused. They say, give up the potatoes, mm. give up the fruit, because it's going to harm your glycemic index, your insulin levels. You published something on nutritionfacts.org that talked about polyphenols and fruit. Oh, Is there yeah. a difference with that? And I know oh, that yeah. uh, James Anderson, the endocrinologist, had spoken with Nathan Pritikin in the 1970s oh. and later published studies about as you said, in 10 days on oh, yeah. a whole fiber plant-based diet, oh, they yeah. could get people off their insulin back to normal. And Absolutely it was published. Amazing. Kelly M. West published and, and presented before the U.S. Senate hearings mm. about the fact that we could reverse diabetes, heart disease. Dr. Dennis Burkett and mm. Huell Trowell yeah. originally, they were the first to talk about the top yeah, 40 yeah. killers. Right. And they said, look, the African diet of whole plant fiber right. foods without Absolutely. processed oils yeah. was the best way to dramatically reduce incidence of multiple diseases, Absolutely. not just diabetes. Right, leading killers, causes the disability. I Absolutely. see you as the, the new Ernest Winder, the, uh, new, the new Dennis Burke. No, no, no but, but, but the difference, so, I mean, I... I, I can't take credit for other people's work. Ornish has actually done the studies. Esselstyn's done the studies, right? Colin Campbell's done the studies. You know, Burkett has this long public release. All I'm doing is compiling the research. Again, I'm, you know, I'm sitting at my I computer met, at I home, right? I met Dennis right? Burkett at, at, at a conference. I met him personally, oh, heard him speak. Fantastic. I met Ernest Winder, heard him speak, and spoke with him. And he was the first to say, and he said in front of the whole audience, he said, you know, he had a German accent. Um, I made this association. You take cigarette, you smoke it, you take it into the lungs. Huh. There may be a connection to lung cancer and cigarette smoking. He said he was the first to publish that. Oh, wow. And he was ostracized about oh, it. Uh, but he okay. said there's a clear connection. And he, they went on to prove. He later went on to say that high prolactin levels and diabetes uh, and breast cancer was clearly mm. associated to a high fat diet. Mm. And he showed after monitoring Pritikin participants before, after 30 days, that they could lower the hormone prolactin, which mm. overstimulated the breast tissue and reduce the risk of, of breast cancer dramatically in 30 mm. days. Mm. He was the first to say it. So you so, yeah, so, yeah, are I'm a connoisseur a, of these right. publications, these articles. Right. You're the most thoroughly read physician I've met <laughs> since John McDougall, and it's I just love bringing it. it. It's just bringing it out. The studies have been done. We, we don't have to do one more study. I mean, I'd love to see the whole the avalanche more research, but not one more study has to be done. Um, we have the research. It's overwhelming. It's convincing. It's just about letting people know about it so they make their own choices. Look, if people want to still want to smoke, let them smoke. It's their body. But, I mean, they should know about the predictable consequences of their actions. And as medical professionals, what more can we do? The informed consent. You do that. You take this pill. There's the benefits. There's the risk. You continue to smoke. Benefits, risk. Continue to eat this way. Right? And, you know, if you want help, 
Here it is. Here's the science. So what you're saying is there's no difference between moderate smoking, moderate use of chicken and fish and turkey, moderate use of dairy product. They're equally dangerous. Who's to know whether once a week, twice a week consumption of meat, cheese, eggs, or dairy product will convert? And we have evidence that it alters the cellular metabolism. Well, so I mean, but that's that was the line back with the, that was the tobacco industry line. Smoking, and dietitians too. Smoking in moderation well, was yeah. okay. It was just not excess smoking. That was the problem. In fact, that was the AMA, the American Medical Association, came out saying that oh, oh no, smoking in moderation totally fine. In fact, they said balance of evidence probably good for you. It relaxes you. I mean, all this stuff. Right, right. So. Um, so, but that and it now gets you your get, girlfriend to relax. Yeah, you see the same thing now, right? The same thing now with moderation, right? No, no, don't cut out. You know, just have little baby cans of Coca Cola for snacks. I mean, this kind of you know everything in moderation. But look, yes, if you want diabetes in moderation, if you want heart disease in moderation, if you want right, I mean, uh, uh, you know, you want lung cancer in moderation. You can have a, you know, that's uh, it's. People don't understand the loss of independence, the pain, the suffering that comes with chronic disease. I mean, unless, you know, you're a medical professional, you've been in the hospital, people don't know. People don't understand what gangrene is. People don't understand some of these. I mean, I've been in hospitals when uh, individuals had gangrene uh, and they amputated the limb and you could smell the flesh. You just don't want to. You could see the flesh falling off the limbs. And because of poor circulation and bad diet. And in the hospital, they fed them eggs, bacon, you know, pancakes with butter. I want to take people on hospital tours. You know, right? I mean, if you haven't seen somebody with COPD, you can't walk up the stairs, right? You don't know what smoking is. I mean, you can't really make a decision whether or not you should start smoking or not. And similarly, right, unless you've seen people, you know, who've gone blind from diabetes or, I mean, all these lists, then you don't really know the consequences. You can't really make an informed choice as to what to feed your family unless you know what the potential consequences are. You reference COPD and the change in diet, not just stopping smoking, but the change in diet and improvement, possibly in asthma, emphysema. Oh, fascinating. No, absolutely. So, I mean, with COPD, I mean, it's kind of the same same with diabetes. We used to think you get diabetes, you get worse, 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 and you died, right? And we can slow down your diabetes, slow down your amputations and blindness and stuff like that, but that's the kind of the best we thought we could do. Same thing with COPD. COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease like emphysema, gets worse, 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 then you die, right? And we can try to slow, but that's just the assumption. Until a study came along where they just randomized groups of COPDers into um, a few added servings of fruits and vegetables to their daily diet. That's it, the only dietary change. And they not just had slower decline, they actually improved over months. They had improved their lung function. And whether it's the anti-inflammatory effects, the antioxidant effects, we're not sure, but that's remarkable. That should have been, again, headline news. That's huge. It's a leading killer. In fact, just pushed stroke out as the third leading killer in the United States, yet we don't even hear about it. And it was the most simple, cheap, safe intervention. But but again, where are you going to hear it from? There's no you know million dollar promotion budget, um, uh, and so you know uh, so that 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 was I felt my role like that was my burden is to bring this science out to the public. So they can make up their own mind. I love your sarcastic humor too during your <laughs> presentations. It, 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 you know, you've got to lighten it up because you're you dealing with a very emotional issue. Yeah. Um, if if we were to say, and, and let me put a hy- hypothetical situation. Let's say we have a group of ten 
cancer patients of various types, prostate cancer, pancreatic cancer, uh, organ cancers of various types, even brain cancer. We have a group of 10 diabetics, type 2, but we'll talk about type 1 in a moment. And we have a group of cardiovascular patients, chest pain, angina, um, car, um, peripheral vascular uh, claudication, and they're having pain in their legs yeah. upon walking and exertion, right? So we've got these killer diseases. And let's say each of the groups was titrated. That is, they ate according to hunger, not beyond their caloric needs. Let's say mm. they each needed 2,500 calories because they're pretty heavy people. Okay. Let's say we gave them 2,000 calories. And the average fruit is a cup of fruit, about 60 calories. So we mm. gave them 10 pieces of fruit. That's 600 calories. Now we stepped in and we gave them three baked potatoes, 118 calories medium potatoes. Mm. So now we've thrown in another 350 calories. So we're up to uh, 1,100 calories, but it's got sugar, it's mm. got fruit, it's got potatoes. Maybe we'll throw in some unprocessed raw greens and, and vegetables with no added oil, no coconut oil, no safflower yeah, oil. Good. Big plate. You're making big, me hungry. A big bowl of vegetables. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's got all the good things. Yeah. Uh, good. I even do a series called Chef Roman with my six-year-old, and he does thumbs up or thumbs Aww. down, and we'll prepare it. I'll send you a link. Oh, fun, it's just, fun. oh, I want it to go to the food channels. It really upsets me when I watch these food cooking shows. They're throwing cups of sugar, oil, fat, meat. They're, 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 they're frying it. Yep. Okay, you got to re-click it. We good? We got to. Well, just tell me. What do you got to yeah. do? Let's see. Okay, so I'm on the right track. Ten fruit pieces of fruit. Not too much? Not at Three all. Three baked my potatoes. God. Good, good. I want him to know it's okay. Ten or more up to within. Oh, my God. Do whatever. No. Well, I mean, Jenkins, Jenkins did, what, 28 servings of fruit? Please hey, come on. bring that up. Oh, yeah. Please. People are so afraid of fruit. Oh, and my yet God. it's yeah, yeah, yeah. live. It's enzymes. It's so good for us. Oh, my God. So, yeah, absolutely. Let's Please talk fruit. open that up. Open we'll that talk up. fruit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, um, Dr. Uh, Walter Kemner. Yeah, yeah. Rice fruit diet. It was oh, on white rice, rice and fruit. Uh, did you know? And sugar. Did you see white the rice reference? Sugar and, and they couldn't yeah. get enough calories at the end of a year. They had lost 146 mm. pounds. Do you know what calories they added to make up the difference in the missing calories? Because it had to be no protein. It right. had to be something that helped their kidneys. What was it? Didn't they add sugar? They added a pound of white sugar a yeah, day. Yeah, sugar. A pound. Well, they had to. They needed to get yeah, calories yeah, yeah. in these people. But no one knows that. Right. And Everyone and says rice, sugar's the evil rice, villain. White rice is sugar. No, well, but, right, but that's... But that was a therapeutic right, right. diet for the kidney, but it solved their diabetes, right. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, people don't realize that. But we, right, you can mix speed? that with all the fat and all that. Can you watch the cameras to just give me that comfort? Uh, Chris, be here and be there. Can you listen yeah. to the headphone there? Okay. The, the sounds, yeah, and if we ever have an issue with it running up, you'll hear that beep every time. I, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. good. All right. Okay. All right. 12 so, minutes. Okay. So I gave you a hypothetical diet. Yeah, yeah. Is there a limit on fruit and vegetables and potatoes? And, you know, it goes vegetables are the lowest calorie, mushrooms, cucumbers, mm -hmm. celery. Then it gets a little bit more calories with some fruit, but it's still medium to low. Mm. Then it gets a little more density with brown rice and, and beans and peas, yeah, yeah, a little wonderful. more sustenance, and then maybe sweet potatoes and white potatoes are down here a little. And then you get into these excessively high-calorie foods, meat, chicken, fish, turkey, no fiber, high calories, high mm. protein. Mm -hmm. and then it goes to oils and sugars, right? right? Is that the spectrum here? Yeah, no, that's so in terms of yeah, calorie density. And yeah. we're dealing with obese 
uh, diabetic patients, obese cancer patients, obese uh, heart patients. All right. How much fruit can you eat a day? How okay, much okay, potatoes? Well, okay, well, the beauty of, of a whole food plant-based diet is you don't have to worry about the calorie counting and the carb counting. and the, I mean, all the, I mean there, there's no reason. I mean, and so these studies that have shown head-to-head, you, know, you do a randomized clinical trial, you know, American Diabetes Association diet versus a plant-based diet. And the reason that the plant-based diets win every American time. American diabetic is high in fat, relatively American, speaking. It is. 30% right, right. fat, I think. No, no, no. Right. So they right. It's the skinless chicken kind of diet. And they add oil. Right, right. No, so, but, but it shows that, I mean, you don't have to, I mean, you don't have to. I'm not worried about sweet potatoes versus brown rice versus fruit because you can just kind of eat to your heart's content because these are all healthy foods. That's the most important thing. It's not, you know, uh, I'm less concerned about what percentage calories are getting from fat or from. I want I want to eat whole plant foods in a terms of handful fruit. Of nuts and seeds. Oh, absolutely. A handful walnuts, of nuts and seeds. Wonderful. Fantastic. Reverse heart disease. Amazing. Lower so cholesterol. so um, yeah yeah. So you know, fruits, vegetables, beans. You know, legumes, beans, split peas, chickpeas, lentils. Um, uh, whole grains, mushrooms, herbs and spices, all those. You know, anything in plant kingdom. Now, Pritikin Day, we were allowed one nut or seed. Right, right. And well, so we didn't know. Well, we didn't know. Fearful of right. Well, nuts and I mean, seeds. well, I mean, so we just assumed the low fat diet was. I mean, w- the benefit was low fat, not because we were getting rid of meat, meat and dairy, right? I mean, the, the reason we went for low fat, we were like go low fat because we want people to cut out meat and dairy. But instead of picking up an apple, they made snack well cookies, right? I mean, that's not. I mean, but in terms of fruit, I mean, there's been studies um, that. People eat literally dozens of servings of fruit a day, dozens of servings of fruit a day, um, and just had benefits in terms of triglycerides and liver fat, all the things you worry about getting too much industrial sources of sugar, Even like sucrose. 20 servings of fruit? 20 servings of fruits a day, health promoting. Jenkins, the index, yeah, David, uh, glyce- right, so glycemic the, index, right, the, proved it was safe. Right, right. No, so, right the Jenkins, he, was, he invented the glycemic index, and he put people on this incredibly high fruit, high vegetable diet, and actually had the most um, uh, powerful uh, cholesterol-lowering effect ever seen in any dietary trial. Wow. I mean, Unbelievable. In fact, within two weeks, dropped as much as you get in like a statin. No side effects, obviously. I mean, it was... It was just remarkable, remarkable benefits. The, um, the Global Burden of Disease Study, uh, funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the biggest study on risk factors, global risk factors in history, found the number one dietary risk factor in terms of what could save the most people. Um, so the greatest dietary killer was inadequate fruit consumption, number one. Wow. So more than meat consumption. So if you had, if you had to cut down on meat or eat more fruit, actually eating more fruit may be more beneficial. Number one risk factor for death on the planet, dietary risk factors, inadequate fruit consumption. Wow. Then it talks about inadequate nut consumption and inadequate whole grain consumption and, you know, too much meat, too much air, go through all that. But number one risk factor, not enough fruit. Dr. Burkett had revealed a study where they gave people 10 potatoes a day. Mm. He said you could eat anything else you want so long as you were required to eat the 10 potatoes. Okay. At the end of three months, every person dropped body weight. Why? No, he said it filled up their stomach. There wasn't uh, much room for anything else. Uh, <laughs> of course, we don't want them to slather the, bu- the butter and the cheese on the potatoes, but you could put salsa, you could do other things on the baked potato. So potatoes, much maligned, McDougal has stated this, he even wrote a book, The Starch uh, Connection or Starch Solution. 
Potatoes are safe. They're healthy. Uh, potatoes are healthy. Sweet potatoes are even healthier. Yes, so I mean, only, right, right. So Okinawa, what, 75% of their calories yeah, come 70, from? I mean, that's only, right. So they eat a vegetable-based diet, and they have uh, some of the best longevity, second only to the, you know, uh, people that completely cut meat out of their diet, the seven-day Adventists. Let, let me be devil's advocate. Yeah. A carnivore meat eater, and let's say they're just pounding down chicken, fish, turkey. Right, right, sure. By that very nature, is there any vitamin C in any meat? Only raw meats. I mean, Enough to sustain them? Yeah. You, Prevent yeah. scurvy? Yeah, yeah. But most you people raw don't meat. eat so, raw so that's meat. Why, so that's why it's in these Eskimos, you raw whale blubber. I mean, so if you raw flesh, then you can get enough vitamin C to avoid But the scurvy. point is, right you right. would have to tell meat eaters, oh, your diet's bad. You can't, you know, humans don't make vitamin C. Oh, right. You don't Absolutely. get vitamin C. Yeah, yeah. But fruit, vegetables, all the vitamin C oh, yeah, the body all the, needs. All the, all the plant, so yeah. by that argument, now let's switch to B12. Everyone goes, oh, a vegetarian diet doesn't have B12 because, yeah. that, because of that. It must be a bad diet. But Michael Clapper talked about in the soil in primitive times when we didn't have to worry about antibiotics and right, you know, right. washing the hands. Sure. There's little B12 and the little oh, spores. B12 is that made by up. microorganisms, blanket the earth. And so, it's not really inherently. So, I mean, in our, our, our fellow great apes get all the B12 they need from you know bugs, dirt, and feces. I mean, but uh, you know, there's healthier. <laughs> so I encourage you, let's go to you know fortified foods or supplements, uh, vitamin B12 supplements, because it, today in our sanitized world, you know, there used to be bacteria in the well water, drinking out of a mountain stream, but now we chlorinate our water. Supply to kill off the bacteria. So there's no B12 in our water anymore. There's no cholera either. That's a good thing, right? We live in a sanitized world. That's a good thing. But because of that, we need to make uh, we need to make adjustments, just like vitamin D, right? I mean, uh, vitamin D. We didn't we didn't evolve with clothes. We were all walking around, you know, running around naked in Equatorial Africa, right? And so, but because of the way we live in our modern world, we may have to take a vitamin D supplement. I mean, so it's just like you know, that's that's just the you know, so the changes. So methyl cobalamin, uh, 5-methyl tetrafolate for the folic acid because 50% of people can't quite absorb uh, folic acid as well, it's stated. Right, but we don't, uh, some right. of the methylated uh, versions of the I'd rather people not get folic acid at all, but actually folate. Where does folate come from? The Latin folium, meaning leaf. It was first discovered in spinach, and that's where folate is found, beans and greens. And so people should eat their beans and greens rather than getting you know, the artificial folic acid, which we hope is going to convert not over to folate. folic acid, but 5-methyl Tetrafolate is my understanding is well, highly absorbable. I eat your spinach. Both. Um, so um, and safe. and I actually and I encourage cyanocobalamin, not methylcobalamin, oh, really? because we don't. The studies have, show cyana, but methyl. Right. Okay, but but might be better. Look, you, look who you're talking to. The studies show X. That's what I talk about, right? Yeah, I got it. Does olive oil prevent heart disease? Uh, but no, in fact, olive oil, I mean, it has acute adverse effects, even extra virgin olive oil, acute adverse effects on endothelial function, all artery function within hours of consumption. Give people extra virgin olive oil, you can actually measure forearm blood flow, you can actually see the arteries get crippled and stiffened literally hours after consumption. We're not talking about negative you know, consequences down the road, We're talking immediate effects. Now, that does not happen with high-fat whole plant foods. You give someone walnuts, a huge load of walnuts, their arterial function improves in the acute setting. Because the fiber and all the essential fatty acids, it's the packed with antioxidants. We're not exactly amazing, sure what it right? is, but kind of just, it just so happens that eating 
food kind of as intended, as nature came up with. It was just packaged with everything we needed. We didn't need to. Brenda Davis talks yeah. about this, but do you buy into it's ideal to soak your nuts and seeds to make it alive, oh, no, see, rich uh, in enzymes? Yeah, see, uh, well, yeah. And maybe there's a controversy about enzymes in live food versus cooked foods. Right. Well, so um, so sprouting, sprouting has been shown to dramatically boost the phytonutrient content um, fivefold. I mean, depending on what the kind of not see what you're talking about, but um, but the the soaking to get rid of phytates. I mean, that's an outdated kind of notion. We used to think phytates were these mineral well, they absorption increased minerals, and Pritikin said after a year the mineral balance comes we, back up. The human studies are now are are kind of are, have we've shifted in the whole nutrition world. Um, it's been kind of a roller coaster for phytates, and now phytates are considered beneficial. We should in the fight against. In the fight against cancer. Yes. In the right. fight against cancer, absolutely. Does sugar cause hyperactivity in kids? Um, uh, I haven't reviewed that literature. Is meat, red, white, fish, pork, unhealthy? Well, compared to what? Whenever you ask food, is food X healthy? You have to say compared to- In what to, quantity? It compared to what? Well, At what so point would you look, say- is, 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 like, like, is are eggs healthy? Well, not compared to oatmeal, but compared to uh, you know processed meat, compared to the to the bacon next to the, okay, eggs are healthy compared to bacon, but certainly not compared to oatmeal. So, um, I mean, like everything's healthy compared to Crisco, hydrogenated oil, right? Right. So, but but but. Meat is not a health-promoting food, and in fact, by eating meat, you're missing out on an opportunity to eat food with greater health-promoting properties and fewer disease-promoting properties. Dr. Greger, a rabbit is a pure vegetarian. It's once stated that a dog or a cat's a pure carnivore, although they eat the content cat, of, of, right, the, of, are, of the prey that they right, catch, right. which has greens in it. Right. We're supposedly somewhat of an omnivore, a little bit of cholesterol. We have a release valve. A rabbit, if you give them 100 milligrams of cholesterol, no release valve, they'll die right. of a cardiovascular. Uh, a human, you give them less than 100 milligrams per day, it's stated. We have a mm. little release valve, uh, yeah. the bile, the brown cover of the bowel moves, that's cholesterol. And we should be able to take in a little bit. True, maybe? Oh, well, I mean, we ha- we're remarkably adaptive. I mean, so I kind of think... Um, so I mean, you know, the, the and paleo um, is a whole new so, thing. So like 10, omnivore, years, right? I mean, so omnivore actually technical definition is you actually need both plant and and animal. Like so, bears actually need both, okay. and so they're technically omnivores. We're not omnivores. We're like scavengers, like rats, basically. <laughs> we can live off anything. And if you look around, right? I mean, there are people who that can literally live to reproductive age eating whale blubber and you know Eskimos, whereas people that you know can but live off strictly diet. Tell so, me the optimum. So the optimum. But what we know now is, I mean, we have uh, now we have science. We have to theorize. We have interventional studies. You take people, you randomize people to groups, and we can show that the healthiest diet, the diet that reverses the number one reason you and all your loved ones will die of heart disease, cancer, diabetes, high blood pressure. Whole foods, plant-based diet. The more whole plant foods we can get in our diet, and the less processed foods, animal foods, is the healthier we're going to be. Is coffee bad for you? Um, Coffee's bad for you in the sense that every cup of coffee you're eating is a cup of green tea you're not eating. Like you're not drinking. So you like green tea and white tea. So yeah, green tea, white tea, zinger. hibiscus tea is. Yeah, a, is yeah. I tried it out and did the taste test with Chef Rome, but he liked it. Oh, good. I mean, so um, and so uh, no. So antioxidants. So coffee. Look, look. Coffee's made from beans. You know, uh, green tea's made from greens. Greens are healthier than beans. 
Um, so, so coffee's actually been found to be health-promoting, drops overall cancer risk by about 3%, a little modest. Uh, but, but again, it's like an opportunity cost. Every time we put something in our mouth, it's a lost opportunity to put something even healthier in our mouth, right? True. And so, so with that, you know, we can always kind of try to find healthier options. So an occasional use of coffee, they're driving back, back late at night from the airport, and they're oh. afraid they're going to Oh, no, get no, 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 look. So a little no, no. alertness. Oh, uh, uh, no, coffee can absolutely be life saving in those kind of circumstances. In those circumstances. Oh, not oh yeah. Use, oh, not, yeah, yeah. Even a cup a day is 220 milligrams of caffeine, which is a uh, drug dosage a doctor prescribes. Right, but, but your liver should be, should be able to clear that out before you, affecting your sleep if you get it early enough in the day. I mean, I no, but, but on the road. I'm awake for no, the but night. On the, no, but on the road. Seriously. No, that's, that's very important. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, microwave safe? safe? Uh, not if you drop them on your foot. <laughs> no, I mean, but no. They've uh, been stated that if you get close to it, if you use a radioactive detector or a radiation detector, if it's something wrong with old, the microwave, right. but the food is just right, jiggling right, the right, molecules. Right. Exactly. There's nothing That's wrong what's with called it. heat. Heat jiggles heat. molecules. Same whether you're boiling it, whether you're, I know, absolutely. Okay. And Last in fact, it can make people. It can make healthy eating more convenient. And anything that makes healthy eating more convenient. Thank you, Doctor Gregor. It. Plastic containers safe? Oh well, I wouldn't microwave in a plastic container. So okay. Heated foods in plastic container. That's not a good idea. Okay. Cracking, cracking your knuckles. Or joints? Bad I view? don't know the literature. Soy, good for men? Uh, oh, absolutely. In terms of reducing Is there prostate a limit, cancer though? risk. Could they, I, I yeah, read something about so a guy yeah. drinking a gallon yeah, no, a day. No, no, two gallons. It was, it was two gallons. But it's a weak, it's a weak estrogen, right? right. And I, it protects your receptor sites. So no, the yeah, danger is estrogen dominance from meat. Chicken. Is, oh, there, is there estrogen in fish? No, there's estrogen in all. There's estrogens and other sex steroid hormones in all animal products. All Not just because they injected it; it's inherent with right, the animal. Absolutely, it has to be right. So, right, even like you know, BGH free. You're not injecting the cows. They have to. Have a, what do you think milk is? It's a hormone solution to grow, to grow some poor little calf to add a couple hundred pounds before it gets eaten by the tiger. Is that why you go to the beach? You see these young guys with breast tissue because they're eating wings and chicken and fish and, right, and, and smoking meat. pot. There's all sorts of things that may be contributing to the. But massive but, amounts of estrogen coming more from meat and dairy. The number one. And contributor more than xenoestrogens. Oh uh, well, xenoestrogens may play a role. We're not we're not sure what that you know. So why is is precocious puberty getting earlier and earlier? It's probably a slew of things, but there's a lot of you know evidence pointing to dairy consumption, animal protein consumption on down the list. Increased but, meat and dairy increases estrogen dominance right, right. and the danger of right, estrogen dominance. Right. No, so I, so three to five servings of soy a day. Um, I, I wouldn't reasonable. go beyond that. I wouldn't okay. go. No, but I would encourage people to eat soy. But oh. there's not necessarily something in soy that you may not be able to get in other legumes. So you know, uh, you know. So we eat some pinto beans. At Japanese beans. restaurants, a little. What? How do you call it? Edamame. Edamame. Yeah, edamame. absolutely. Edamame. So that's probably that. That would be a wonderful source of soy because it's completely unprocessed, ah. right? It's basically the immature green soybeans, right? So it's a super healthy, easy, quick snack. I encourage people to check Thank it you. out. Thank you. My six-year-old loves the ah, great edamame. So how much water is safe to drink? Oh, well. How much should we drink, but how much is safe? Is there upper limit? Oh, yeah. No, so I encourage, oh. Are uh, you better to get water from your fruits and vegetables, though? Is that a good source? Oh, well, yeah, but not, no. So I encourage people to, what did I say in the, um, so I have you a, so I, no, no, so I have a video that says how much water should we drink every day? And I go through the literature, yep. um, and it's different for men and women. And I have a, and, there, and there's, they're athletically inclined. There's a, there's actually a, uh, 
an amount of water consumption that's been shown to decrease um, mortality. And this is actually in the Adventist study came out. So there is a certain level, um, and you can certainly drink too much water. Eight glasses. Um, you check out the website. Cell phones, can they cause brain cancer? One Swedish study. Oh, yeah, no, good question. Well, we just don't have long-term enough data yet. I mean, you know, cell phones are relatively new invention. It takes it may take decades. For and they're far more powerful through. now than the early studies. So, so we, don't we, have we, um, we don't have the data. So we don't know. But anytime we don't know, you know, you want to think doubt, at least precautionary principle. Leave it a distance. So, yeah, so, um, I, uh, so, yeah, so, I mean, I, I think that's, that's a good idea until we know more. Gluten sensitivity, real food compatibility. Is there something going on beyond CL? celiac disease. Right, so maybe uh, you know, 140 so, so folks have a celiac and uh, pretty much similar, it may have a non-celiac gluten sensitivity. So for 98% of the community, gluten, like any other plant protein, is health-promoting. Um, but for 2%, and the 1 in 1,000 or so with the actual wheat allergy, um, should stay away from some wheat, but the vast majority of people ha- should have no problems with So food. from the Bible, a seen sprouted whole grain bread, multiple other grains sprouted. Oh, wonderful. Bread. Oh, bring it on. Rich in fiber, Wonderful. vitamins, minerals, right. phytochemicals. Right. Although, I mean, though. When it sprouts, it's a little lower in gluten. Oh, oh. Well, no. I mean, I, uh, the gluten's still there. Otherwise, we okay. don't have the bread. But well, it's I mean, the protein in it. Uh, um, I don't know. It's real sweet when you when you take a seen bread. You know, you get it out of the freezer or right, right. get it fresh. Right, right. Well, that's one for you. Have you tried it. the seen bread? So, uh, not fresh. No, no, no. I, you can get it in the in the freezer. But, not, uh, how not to die? Right, right. Hot. In general, so in general, so sprout is better than than flour. Um, but in general, you know, whole intact grains probably the best. So in general, even so, even a whole wheat pasta certainly better than white pasta. But even better would be you know eating wheat berries or or you know whole grain actually whole intact grains like oatmeal, and there's some ancient grains. They say that ancient wheat was different, lower in gluten, had lower number uh, of chromosomes. Maybe. They hybrid it. Yeah, we don't know. We don't GMOs, know. GMOs. GMOs your opinion? Um, uh, um, I'm, uh, GMOs, so the GMOs that are used for um, uh, for pesticide resistance, increased pesticide residues left on the food. So, for example, GMO soy, dramatically higher pesticide residues compared to either organic soy or conventionally. The GMOs um, attract pesticides? No, so the, G- no the, the, the GMOs, they, they are. Don't need pesticides. No the, no, the GMOs were created to be pesticide resistant, so by the same companies that produce the pesticides. So, Monsanto makes Roundup, the pesticide, and they make Roundup ready crops. So they make soy that's resistant to the herbicide and so then they can absolutely so they can blanket their, their fields with it and get really high levels of these um, of these pesticides um, and that, I mean that's the whole purpose of creating these crops. I didn't know that. Uh, genetically modified foods aren't to make things healthier or cheaper or more oh, sustainable. No. I mean they're used to, they're, most GMOs are created by pesticide companies for the purpose of selling their pesticides and wow. as a result we end up with higher pesticide residues. That's my biggest concern, is the higher levels of pesticide residues. So I encourage people um, uh, to choose non-GMO soy. Um, so we can do that by just uh, choosing organic. And uh, we should really label um, GMO so we can, as public health researchers, we can find out if there's any long-term effects. And Nathan Pritikin talked about biomagnification. He said that if there was a pesticide concentration in the fruits and vegetables and the animal ate that, it would concentrate in its flesh a thousand mm-hmm. times. Then you eat the flesh of the animal. Mm-hmm. 
a thousand times a thousand, he said, was a million concentration. He said there's examples of when milk was contaminated and everyone was alerted, don't drink it and everything. Mm -hmm. So is it true about uh, the concentration of these xenoestrogens, pesticides, concentrating higher up the food chain? Absolutely. We should all eat as low as possible in the food so chain. So even though there might plans. be some pesticides, take out the outer leaf, clean them with some kind of a organic wash and stuff and do your best, but buy organic when you can, but you can't always get organic. Absolutely, no, no. And the most important thing is to stuff your face with as many fruits and vegetables as possible, organic or not. But even the most pesticide-laden fruits and vegetables like your bell peppers and strawberries and spinach. is far it, less. It, 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 the benefits far outweigh. And so there's a... And the pesticide concentration is far less than in the meat and dairy. You're right. It, they're, for they're for the organic chlorines, for some classes of, of pesticides, yeah. absolutely concentrated, particularly in the fat of these animals. How many hours of sleep um, uh, ha, ha, ha. I wish that's how I get that's how I'm so productive is I don't get enough um, but I encourage people to get seven hours of sleep okay uh, diet can it make you tired Diet, can it make you tired? Mm -hmm. Sure. And it give way? you energy? Well, look, if you don't eat enough, people who are fast, uh, people who are fasting, water-only fasting, I mean, you got to keep these people, you know, uh, really calm and relaxed because they just can't, I mean, they, they, they um, uh, until they get ketotic and get a little crazy, then, uh, um, uh, you know, these people are, you know, have low energy. If you don't eat throughout the day, you can feel low energy. Um, or if you're sludging your uh, blood flow, um, with uh, high fat foods, you go to a fast food meal and you eat milkshakes and burgers. You just sludge, sludge the blood the flow. Blood. These, and these these capillaries have these what's called rouleau formation, where you have these these blood cells sticking to one another, and you just don't can oxygenate your brain the same, um, and uh, you don't have the, the your your endothelial function. Twenty percent less oxygen in the brain just after mm. a fatty meal. That's unbelievable. He, he coined it lipotoxemia. He said oh, yeah, fat because of its blood viscosity, it would clump the blood. There was a yeah, lot of reasons. Yeah. But you know, one of the things that we we look at is that I, for three years, have under a microscope been showing clients what their blood looks like while mm. I do their triglycerides, and they oh, showed that postprandial triglycerides uh -huh. was more important than fasting because we don't walk around fasting all right. the time. Exactly. There was a very high correlation with high triglycerides during the middle of the day after eating. Cool. and diabetes and heart disease, yeah, far better correlation absolutely. than fasting, true? So do you like it that I show them on a microscope, That's high power, awesome. and they see the blood cells it. stick together? I, I have Anything a video we can I'll do. send you. How Anything to become, we can do, yeah, to, to just inspire people. How to so. become diabetic in six hours. I'll send you the ah, video link. Cool. Where I cool. actually eating plain uh, potatoes and fruit, and my blood levels are clean, my triglycerides are low at 45, and I drink olive oil. And within yeah. a couple hours, you can see my triglycerides sure. go up. And then I eat something with more fat, and then you see the blood clumping and all the fat in the background. Yeah. My triglycerides are through the roof, yeah. and then I pass out, literally. On the <laughs> I'm like unconscious. Like <laughs> I'll send it to you yeah, if you like. Yeah, so give me the five yeah, top here. things, I'm final, I'm about your, right. your talk and your book. The most five important things that oh, people need most to know. Uh, most important thing Things that one can do. Well, educate yourself, right? Become a critical thinker. What are your right? favorite books and, and websites? Um, so uh, mentors and heroes. Yeah, yeah. So um, probably the best documentary we have out now on this topic is Forks Over Knives. Um, uh, probably uh, um, uh, the best, uh, you know, the book on the subject, uh, the China Study, um, uh, and uh, which hopefully soon to be eclipsed by How Not to Die. 
Um, oh, that's a, I'm that's sure a quite a, that's a, that's Give me a glimpse a, of that book. What's in um, it? No, so it's actually... Anything about so cancer? Yeah, so it's two books in one. So I got a chapter on cancer. So I got a chapter on each of the 15 leading causes of death. So I, have cha- so I don't just... Have, I have a chapter on lung cancer, I have a chapter on blood cancer, a chapter and you know, I have talk about brain cancer. I go through all the major cancers. Um, and so and so that's one one of the... The first half, called part one, is just research, all the best science that's on, on diet like and chronic John disease. John McDougal's, McDougal's Medicine, A Second Opinion, his first... Book oh yeah, we're talking. That, yeah, yeah. That just talked about right. Looking diseases. at some of the kind of um, uh, secondary prevention, the role of screening, etc. Now, the, and then the second, but that's pretty. So it's basically the website condensed into kind of book form. Um, but then the second half of the book, which I had the most fun with, was you know what do I eat? How do I take all this information and synthesize it into kind of daily menu plans and kind of. And so I come up with like a daily dozen things of all the foods you should eat every day and how much and. A lot of this, we don't have good science. So it's really, the second half of this book is like, look, this is what, how, what I've done with the available science. We don't have great question, answers to many of these questions, but look, we do the best with the evidence we have. So this is how I've been able to, so I encourage people to eat turmeric every day, and this is why, and I go through all the lists, um, and uh, hopefully help people kind of turn the science into kind of practical day-to-day kind of grocery store level kind of the book comes out December two thousand. December eighth, yeah, two thousand fifteen. Can't wait. Amazon, uh, who's the publisher? Anywhere. So Macmillan is uh, publishing it. The initial press run um, is one hundred fifty thousand copies. And when are you really doing excited. the audio book? I'm I doing the audio book. Yes, um, this month. So October two thousand fifteen. Um, I'm going uh, to October. No, no, I'm no. going gonna, gonna to be recording it, and so it'll be out as soon as uh, the book comes out on December eighth. But it's neat so that exciting. they wanted to hire an actor to do it. No, no, and no. Uh, and and <laughs> I, I, I really kind of no. Everyone loves your voice. I love to do it. How many views do you get on your site? Well, um, someone said Reddit, you get about seven hundred fifty thousand so, views so, a month. So a hundred, one and a half million, one and a half million a month. Yeah, page that views. Many views. Yeah, 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 yeah. But look, I've been around for a couple of years now. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, I don't know of many others yeah, yeah. doing that kind of numbers. Um, uh, yeah, and every quarter it gets a little higher. And we've never spent money on. We don't do ads or anything. I mean, it's just just word of mouth. And uh, people are really hungry for this you kind of good amazing. information. Everyone, buy this book. Uh, Watch this thank map. You. you are going to change the planet. Together, Great. we can do it. All right, thank fantastic. You, Keep Dr. up the good work yourself. Thank you. Hi, Dr. Nick Delgado here. Please give us a review on iTunes and we'll be happy out of the group of reviews to choose a lucky winner of one of our award-winning products. It could be EstroBlock, Adrenal DMG, Stem Cell Strong, or even Power and Speed. We'll ship you a bottle at no cost. You'll enjoy it just from basically giving us a review on iTunes. Also, visit DelgadoProtocol.com. That's DelgadoProtocol.com and take our free hormonal quiz. Looking forward to assisting you to be your absolute best.